Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Six feet apart, please. Come on out and do something about it, Dan. Why don't you come say that to my face? Yeah, can I come say it to your face? I'll come say it to your face. No, no, no. Get all the vaccines you can and bring them here to school. You do that, you just might get your teacher back. Better watch your backs in school tomorrow. Yeah. We are essential workers. He's offering us 2000 bucks for a vaccination. Well, I just wanted to believe in something that would get me out of the house. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But it sounds fantastic from South Park. South Park vaccination special. Next Wednesday. Uh, love I'm it. so looking forward to that. I that love existing on the same timeline as Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Oh, they, they, they just delight me to know. I have a feeling they'll take the correct view of schools being closed. I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Among stories we will be discussing this hour on the Armstrong and Getty show, the horrific SUV crash that killed 13 in the San Diego area. In uh, the related car fire, there was another vehicle that caught fire and almost killed a bunch more people. Also, how San Francisco is this story? TV reporter robbed at gunpoint while covering car break-ins at San Francisco's Twin Peaks neighborhood. There you go. And um, yesterday, that American base in Iraq got attacked by Iran again. So we started the week talking about it, featuring the 60 Minutes report and talked to Mike Lyons and everything like that. Well, Mike Lyons was on CBS yesterday talking about this current attack, that one that happened yesterday. Same people attacked the same base. And I got to wonder, are we going to respond or what? Certainly tensions are ratcheting up between the United States and Iran, but more on that later this hour. Yo, boy. So I saw this headline, and as a uh, fan of American small business and a student of economics, I was curious to, to hear what data might pour forth. The headline is, majority of small businesses not requiring vaccines and tests of their employees to come back to work. And I thought, oh, I wonder, is it 60-30, 50-50, uh, that sort of thing? Huh, uh, no, it, uh, you know, I'm also wondering, before you tell me the answer, um, are employers just assuming their employees are is interested they're they're, they're going to get it as soon as they can anyway so i wonder they don't uh, address that question specifically but i know attitudes have evolved rather rapidly on whether people want the vaccine i will or get not, it so. the first day i can i think i can get it next week i got to recheck Lucky with my you. county yeah yeah i well, have not i have no expectation that i'll get one anytime soon i, t- I tell you what i'll tell you what kind of guy i am i'll have him just give me half of it i have him give me the needle i'll bring the needle and i'll jab you with it <laughs> That's fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, the U.S. Census Bureau's Small Business Pulse Survey uh, asked small businesses about vaccinations and coronavirus tests for their employees. 70% of small businesses surveyed said no when asked if they had required employees to test negative before coming back to work. 70% no, 10% yes, 20% said the question was not applicable. I I can't imagine what that means, but uh, so only 10% said yes. Of the small businesses, two sectors, healthcare and accommodation slash food service, had slightly higher rates than the national average, but the highest was 15.5% in healthcare. When asked if employees were asked to have proof of COVID-19 vaccinations in the past week, only 2% of small businesses said yes, 79% said no, again, 20% said not applicable, according to the survey. Uh, however, 62% of small businesses in the healthcare industry said they were requiring a vaccine. Uh, let's see, are any of these numbers, eh, 
uh, not terribly interesting. I do think it's funny, though, that this article was asking, you know, uh, how many of you are requiring vaccinations? And it was 2%. Okay, so, said yes. huh, that was, you know, there was a lot of conversation about that back when the vaccines first showed up. And uh, so it seems like it's a non-issue, really. <laughs> no companies are making you do it. And I, I'm guessing it's with the assumption bosses are thinking, yeah, my employees are probably going to get it. And the ones that really, really don't want to get it aren't going to get it. And, and, and we'll have herd immunity anyway. And making them get it would really be disruptive and a pain in the ass. So oh. what are you going to do? So you got 2% saying, yes, you must have it. And you could find 2% of Americans who would enjoy a sharp right. stick in yeah. the eye. So it's basically nobody. Um, right. Huh. Where, where are... Uh, can you get out of vaccinations for religious reasons? Uh, I that think so, yes. We, I think that's a state-by-state thing. We actually had this conversation the other day at my house because there's a looking at trying to get my son finally back into school, my youngest who doesn't go to school for a variety of health reasons, uh, looking at trying to get him back into school next year. So I've started the process. And um, and one of the things was requiring, in, in is, you know, having him up to date on vaccinations. You know, if you've sent kids to school, you know how that is. But him getting vaccinated is a major deal. Um, oh, with a variety because of, of his needle thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's OCD. It's all kinds of different things that he has yeah. at a very high level. So we were wondering if there's any way we could... My wife said, well, how about if we just lie and say he did? I said, I think that might be a federal crime, so I don't want to go to prison. Um, you understand this is being aired right now. <laughs> well, it turns out right? okay, because we, we, when, we, when we finally went to the cabinet and got the, uh, the, the sheet, he's got everything he needs already, so okay. it's, it's a non-issue. But I, we were discussing briefly how to get around it, and I don't know what kind of trouble you get in if you lie. Is that a federal crime or is anything? Lying and, about what religion you are? No, 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 no. Just If you just say we got him. He's got them already. Just fake up the... I think the, you have just, to show the sheet, don't you? Yeah. What? You ever look at a report card? You ever change a D into a B? It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> you asking me or just the room in general? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> diphtheria. You're just cheating uh, yourself, Jack. Change that into a Y. You know, whatever. Um... Uh, or the religious thing. I was thinking, how hard is that? Do I just say I'm a druid? And then does anybody check to see if I'm going to druid camp on Saturdays or whatever? Oh, you're you wearing a robe, you're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd have some sort of, I don't know, twig crown on or something like I'm that. I'm pro-vaccinations, by the way. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. It was just a wonder if I could skip it. Because some of the stuff you got to get vaccinated for as a kid, I'm not sure how important it is anymore. I mean, in general, I like it because we don't want some of those things to come back. But if one kid didn't get his mumps shot, I'm not sure how much of a deal that would make. Right, right. It's again, it's a question of uh, herd immunity and mass uh, immunity and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, back to the I small am a druid, by the way. If this comes up in a court case and a devout one. From oh, what I've oh, I take my druiding very seriously. Go on, ask him about Stonehenge. <laughs> so the latest survey asked the small businesses what changes they had made to their capital expenditures last year in 2020. Almost a quarter of respondents said they had postponed planned spending. 15.6% had decreased expenditures. 128 had canceled some spending. And when asked about what effect the pandemic has had on their businesses overall, responses by the small businesses were relatively unchanged over the last three months. 44% said it had a moderately, moderately negative effect. 44. 30% said large negative effect. Okay, okay, okay. I thought that that was the bad news. You gave it the beginning, and I thought, okay, well, it's not that bad. No, 30% a large negative effect. So, so you add se- those two together. 74% had a significant 
uh, blow. Wow. Blow to the business. And it's interesting, the winners and losers out of all this with, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, Target had its best year if you include the last 11 years added together. Target had a better year than that. Wow. Because uh, you couldn't get your stuff at all the mom and pops because they were all closed, I guess, or they ran out of them and Target had it. But anyway, Target killed it like a lot of businesses are killing it during this. To finish the numbers, about 20% said it had the pandemic had little to no effect. Uh, 5.6% said it had a moderately moderately positive effect. 1.7% said a large positive effect. So, uh, so that's a small number. to 26, bad to good. Yeah, yeah. And, and for the really, you're really kicking ass. Like, I know some people are. It's been the best year of their lives when I talk to various contractors and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's yeah. a small percentage. Well, according to these numbers, they're, uh, they are outgunned more than 15 to 1. Right. Terrible effects versus really good effects. Yeah. Well, it's not surprising. No. I not mean, at all. you think about how many restaurants there are? All of those. All of those have been, uh, that, that'd be almost 100% of restaurants have had a huge negative effect. And all those millions of people unemployed, hurting, struggling to pay their rent. And yet the idea of loosening restrictions and opening up in a smart, reasonable way is called Neanderthal thinking by the POTUS. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's frustrating. We got to get back into that story. Uh, Twitch, do you know that platform backpedaling after using the term Wimixen? That's W-O-M-X-N, sparking <laughs> outrage. Where was the outrage coming from? Might not be what you think it is. Among other things we're going to talk about, including that attack on our military base in Iraq, again, by the same country it looks like. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is what I want you to know, and I want you to know this from me directly. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I was hoping maybe that was the clip where he cried. I know he cries at one point. Oh, he's so he upset. Tr- he's upset. He tries. He, or he's legitimately crying because he realizes his hold on power is slipping away. That would up, upset you if you're a dictator-like, power-mad, power-hungry nut. Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. I don't care who's the governor of New York. He's just going to be replaced by somebody else I also don't like politically, so it doesn't matter to me that much. I think it's kind of interesting that he's being brought down by a Me Too scandal that's mildish. I mean, I realize that's not cool, but it's not, you know, he didn't rape anybody or anything like that. Um. So he was rude and off-putting and made young women uncomfortable in a way that is inexcusable. Do you get booted out of office for that as a multiple elected governor? I don't know. But the fact that he killed people through bad decisions then covered it up, that's, that's, not, that's not on the radar anymore. Well, it was okay because he was going against Trump, so that made it okay. Anyway. I mean, it's kind of a shame thousands of old people died. but The fact that he came out and did his apology and cried yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I think you are underrating how sickening his effort at a fake cry was. I thought it was one of the more hmm. nauseating efforts I'd ever heard Do we have the life. clip where he cries? Which one is that? If we don't, we'll have to dig it up because uh, well, we can judge how well we think he faked cry- fake cried. Ah. Uh. Is it uh, is it uh, thirty three? 
I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. The money shot is him crying, so we'll come up with that later. And you can judge for yourself whether you think it's real. I think a guy could cry when he realized, oh, my God, I had it all, and I'm going to lose it, and I'm going to be a nobody. Oh, no. He's like a little baby. I'll I'll tell you. He's he's, like a shark. He's not crying because he's, you know, upset that people think poorly of him. That's not why he's crying. I guarantee you that. Um, Twitch is a website. That's about as far as I can go on that. (laughs) Tank reporter Jack Armstrong. Uh, Easiest elevator pitch. It's uh, YouTube specifically for gamers. Okay, there you go. And gaming is huge, so... It's a big deal. That was really concise, Sean. Well done. Twitch backpedals over the inclusive term Wimixin, W-O-M-O-M-X-N, which sparks outrage. Twitch has nixed its plans to revamp the spelling of women amid outrage from the transgender community over the questionable terminology. I thought it was going to be from people who think Wimixin is stupid. Just say men (laughs) and women. But no, it came from the, the other side of this. Our good intentions don't always equate to positive impact. Uh, Impact. Uh, their inflammatory policy enacted in honor of International Women's Day had entailed swapping women with Wimixen, W-O-M-X-N, due to the former's alleged patriarchal connotations. Who believes there are patriarchal connotations in the word women? Are there people that actually believe that? Well, the word men is right in there. It's as if you have to have men in to watch the women or something. I don't know. My point of view doesn't make any sense. The move... <laughs> <laughs> the move echoes the use of the gender-neutral term Latinx for Hispanics. Idiotic. Which Thanks. has become a divisive <laughs> issue in the Latino community. Yeah, because they think it's dumb. There are a bunch of idiotxes. <laughs> Jackaxes. Morongnixes. That's pretty funny. Uh, but Twitch is backed down uh, because it angered the trans and non-binary community, which felt the term suggested that intersex people aren't women. So there you go. Oh, God. The Just fact, be the, who the, you are. The, I don't care. Just stop talking about it. Oh, I agree. Um, but anyway, so there you go on that. Uh, Joe, because he's small-minded, does not grasp the importance of NFTs and the way they're changing America and no, thinks it's all fair. about sports cards and sports stuff. It's not. It's much bigger than that. Why can't I just watch the highlight on YouTube, he says. Well, I do say that. I say that I also. don't talk like that. What is happening here? I'll say that it that way. That was dead on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about this, and it's huge in the sports world, and people are spending millions of dollars of buying a particular highlight that's like a you know it's like a, a a numbered lithograph or whatever it's like that 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 theory mm-hmm. and so they're worth more and and we wondered if it'll expand to music and it has kings of leon which is a cool band that i like is going to make f- history this week as the first band to release an album as a non-fungible token or nft a cryptographic way to buy and sell digital art in media the album marked the first time that fans can purchase an album on blockchain. It's going to come out the same day on Spotify and Apple Music and everything like that, so I can listen to it exactly the same because it's digital. You know, it's zeros and ones coming into my stereo, so it'll sound exactly the same. I can listen to it for free or what I pay a month for Apple Music or whatever you, service you get. But you can also, if you want to be the cool person, get the NFT version. 
Well, now it says the tokens will unlock limited edition vinyl, front row seats to future concerts, and much more. Well, so it is a limited edition edition. There's stuff you can get, but it's a little like the Willy Wonka. The really cool stuff is like a Willy Wonka golden ticket. Some of them will have front row tickets, some of them. But just in general, would you pay more to have to know you've got one of the real albums when it's going to be exactly the same thing? Well, I just I don't know that it always will be, or if they'll offer an extra track or whatever. I think there are a thousand ways to approach this, uh-huh. and it it will the money will flow more directly to the artist, uh, fewer middlemen. I just quickly scanned an article in Rolling Stone because I'm interested in this. Um, but the the title is the subtitle is all the ways that blockchain could lead to fairer artist payments. An I'm, end for to that. Ticket I'm, scalping, I'm for that too. I'm for that too. And a better music business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and so I'm, I'm really interested in this. I'm scanning the Twitter feed from Rolling Stone. Uh, is it the first comment? Oh, no, it was the first comment, but it reset. Oh, oh, I heard their song 10 years ago and it sucked. I don't care why any, I don't understand why anybody cares about this band. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Twitter. The comment section, hilarious. <laughs> and then three comments and in, their songs are f- for Hitler or something, something to do with Hitler. Right. <laughs> and they mentioned that they canceled the show after a bird pooped in the singer's mouth once. Ew. Um, Seems legit. Iran attacked the same military base again? Mike Lyons has some comments on that yesterday, and we should take a look at that. What uh, The Biden administration, I think, is going to have to respond to this. Might today, for all I know. Or maybe we respond with a malware attack that we don't see. I don't know. Hmm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They're funded, they get intel from them, they uh, food, all of the things that allow them to sustain. And what they do is they escape back across that very safe Syrian border, knowing full well that they can melt back into the society there. Mike Lyons saw him on CBS News yesterday. We had him on earlier in the week. Why did we have Mike Lyons on earlier in the week? Well, it was to talk about 60 Minutes on Sunday night, letting us finally know, we think, what happened when our air base, the Al-Assad air base in Iraq, was attacked by Iran last year? Okay, well, we're still wondering what exactly happened there, and we've been discussing it for a couple of days. Boom, out of nowhere, it gets attacked again by everybody's assuming Iranian militias again yesterday with 10 rockets flying in. Well, and, and we left out a couple of steps there in that they had lobbed rockets in, what, a couple of weeks ago. Biden had drawn the bejesus out of them and theoretically laid down the law, and they said, no, not so much. We're still here. I'll just read the short paragraph of what happened yesterday. The U.S. Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq came under rocket fire of unknown origin, but everybody assumes it's Iran, and I would guess they're right, resulting in a heart attack and subsequent death of an American civilian contractor. So someone was killed, I guess, as a result of the attack, but it was a heart attack. The attack comes less than a week after the U.S. strike on Iran-backed militia groups in Syria that Mike Lyons was just talking about and the way that they come across attack and then go back across Syria. Well, the, the, the attack is directly attributable to, to Iran or one of its regional proxy groups. It's likely that we've got an escalation in tensions between the U.S. and Iran, says the dispatch. An escalation in tensions from something that was pretty tense already. 
Mike Lyon goes on. Mike Lyons, there's more than one of him? There's one of him, but it's got an S anyway. He has several Lyons, yes. Uh, he goes on in his explanation. I think that um, we're going to have to rethink what our deterrence is going to be um, in the region. What, our, what, what is going to really deter Iran from funding these groups in order to stop making these kinds of attacks? I think first we're going to have to harden our own bases itself to make sure that we're, we're not susceptible to them. But, but if we're going to respond, we can't respond just like this, these small little pinpoint attack that we saw last week. Uh, what the Israelis do, their deterrence is very simple. You strike us one time, we strike you ten times back. There's going to have to be some other way in order for the Iranians to get the message to stop attacking U.S. forces there. Responses usually come from one of two reasons. Sometimes it's both from the United States. One, you might think strategically you have to hit them back. Um, you know, we have to send a message or counter their offensive or whatever. It's a strategic decision. From a military standpoint, sometimes public pressure. There's public pressure to do things. There's zero public pressure. I've been watching the. Uh, I watched the morning shows today. If they mentioned it, I didn't see it. A lot on uh, whether uh, um, uh, Meghan Markle has upset the royal family too much, or a variety of other crap like that. Um, and of course, you know, masks in Texas and everything. But if there is there anything on the fact that Iran attacked us again at the same airbase having found out Sunday night on 60 Minutes that they tried to kill maybe thousands of us and take out a bunch of our planes and just luckily didn't, there's zero public pressure for the Biden administration to hit back. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say is going on with Meghan Markle? <laughs> exactly. That. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's it's always interesting to me, and I kind of enjoy it when friends and people I agree with a lot disagree. And I know Tucker Carlson is hardcore, get out of the Middle East. It's useless. It's just... It's a sandy hotbed of lunatic thinking and, and merely a danger for our guys. I think it's probably worth having a presence there for if ISIS reestablishes itself, restrengthens, you got to keep Iran contained, whatever. So if you want to have that debate, that's fine. But I'm with Major Mike Lyons. If we are going to be there, we have to make it an extremely controversial and dangerous thing to lob rockets at our guys. It's got to be one or the other. If we're going to be there, we got to be there as the 800-pound gorilla. Right. When we got attacked in um, Beirut and all those Marines were killed when Reagan was president, we closed up shop and left, decided, you know, being here is not strategically the best idea for us, so let's get out of here. Um, and some people saw that as cowardice and running, or, but, you know, you got to decide, well, do we want to defend being here or not? And if you decide, we don't really need to be here, then get out of there. That's what Mike Lines is saying, right? Um, yeah, if, if, if this isn't a big enough deal to protect, well, then let's get out of here. Let's not have an air base in the middle of Iraq. But if we're going to have an air base, let's protect the dang thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Sean, give us 54 and 55. I think we can just take them back to back. If we're going to go on the offensive, I think it's going to have to be more uh, expansive than just one strike in one location along the border there. Perhaps using our technology with drone technology, uh, Air Force technology, in order to take out multiple targets that could possibly exist there, not just the one uh, that we went after. I think that is going to be the critical um, piece to, to ensuring that maybe that there is some level of deterrence that we can do there. As for troops, we don't have a lot of ground troops there. They're all out. We, we can't do anything on the ground there. This is all going to have to come from the air. We don't have enough troops on the ground to influence any kind of battle there. We would have to send 
tens of thousands, really, if we thought that we were going to go after some of these militia groups who outnumber us probably five or six to one. Um, but that decision was made a long time ago. In fact, it was made under the Obama administration when we pulled most of the U.S. troops out of Iraq. Um, you saw the Trump administration had about 5,000, and they tried to pull the, another 2,500 out. So there's not enough there on the ground. We also saw that Trump wanted them out of Syria, but it looks like that they all didn't come out of there. That's where we claim that uh, we still have troops there doing uh, underground missions fighting ISIS. But again, nothing to the point that we could e extract any kind of potential victory from some of those militia groups who are well-armed and, and have got tremendous amount of resources. Do you have a sense of where Joe Biden is on this sort of stuff? Like, Trump made it very clear in every rally he had, every speech he gave, practically, he talked about, we don't need to be in the Middle East. He's a non-interventionist. You know, stupid wars, not worth the money. Uh, endless wars, right? Endless wars, that sort of stuff. Do, do you know where Joe Biden is on this sort of thing? You know, uh, the one thing I know is he's as desperate as a horny teenager to reestablish the, uh, the, the seven nation Iran deal, the uh, JCPOA, uh, just because he wants to reestablish everything Trump tore up. I think he's starting to wake up to the notion that this is not going to work. Iran's not going to dance. Yeah. I hope, I mean, um, but as having put that hope away, I can't be the only guy who's getting a sick feeling in my stomach listening to Major Mike Lyons, who I like and respect very much, talking about, you know, we've got to go bigger. We've got to have more people there in Iraq slash Syria. We've got to knock these people back. We've got to win the battle. It's like, oh, my God. Again? Still? So we can what? It just seems, it just seems like we're stuck in this weird part of the world. For what end? There's all kinds of mayhem in Africa all the time. We're not bogged down between a whole bunch of crazy countries in Africa that are always at war and killing each other. So let the and Israelis oil. and the Gulf states uh, contain Iran. If you need a hand, let us know. And it used to be about oil. But it doesn't have to be about oil anymore. We produce our own oil. So that that's not it anymore. So why? why? I just feel like it's inertia. Yeah, you, 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 if ISIS props about you to talk about ISIS come back, okay, let Saudi Arabia deal with it, or Israel deal with it, or somebody else deal with it. Why is it our job? There's, I, I don't get it. Partly because we can. Because, because we, we can. have allies there. Anyway, a, a, more, a more personal thing, and we never discussed this. I thought it was so interesting. When we had Mike Lyons, so he, actual warrior, Bronze Star, led troops, Iraq, whole thing. Um, the story 60 Minutes featured a dude talking about how he left a voicemail for his family and his son in particular. He made a video for him. Made yeah, a video. moving. Because he was afraid he, he was going to die that night. And Mike Lyons' comment on that was, I, I worry about guys that are in battle situations like that. I don't like it. I didn't like it when my soldiers, you know, were writing letters to their wife, you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I don't like that. I think that's a, um, what did he call it? Self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't come out to the desert to die in the desert. So I'm not even going to acknowledge that as a possibility. I thought that was really interesting. I wonder how many commanders feel that way, if that's a common commander thing. I don't know. Common I th soldier thing? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any sense of that. I would, I would need to have a panel of people with similar experiences to Mike to ask them that. I have a feeling we all tick a little different psychologically. I think his mindset is that doesn't help. In fact, it's a negative. I think for some guys, they might think, okay, it's settled. Now I'm going to go do my job. I don't have to have that in the back of my mind. I don't know. I, I don't I'm know. not going to judge anybody. I think about it from a sports standpoint of if I start thinking about how am I going to deal with this if I don't make this shot, you know, what's that going to be like? It does, it does change your mindset.
Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you're wrong. I just. I don't think I know. I'm really hesitant to weigh in on. I this do one. know that George Washingtons and the Stonewall Jacksons and the Pattons of the world were much more like Mike Lyons. You just assume you're not going to get hit, and we might as well assume you're not going to get hit because if you, whether you assume it or not, <laughs> whether you worry about it or assume you're not going to get hit, you're going to get the same result. So I just right. assume I'm not going to get hit, and I sit up in my saddle and I ride right around and uh, order the troops around. Now, how about this question? And uh, I'm going to make an invitation to you, uh, combat vets, at the end of this little screen. Um, you have that talk with your wife, your kids. You write them that letter um, very early on. Explain what you do for a living, why you do it, and and why you're proud to do it. And then the Eva battle video becomes unnecessary to your point and to Mike Lyon's point. Yeah. But how do how do y'all see it? Who've actually served in combat? Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you'd like to email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or if you'd prefer to text, the number is four one five two nine five KFTC. A lot of pressure decisions got to be made in milliseconds. And if, if you've got in your mind, no, I'm absolutely going to win, 100% going to win. I'm going to make this shot. It's not even in my, it's never even entered my mind that I'm not going to be successful here. Mm-hmm. It's certainly the way most successful athletes look at it. And as I mentioned, a lot of successful warriors. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting question, though. And text line 415-295-KFTC. We got a lot more to get to that's not as heavy. But Mike Lyons saying that he was, you know, he was very clear on that point. Adamant. Yeah, yeah, I would say. So what happened to that SUV in the desert? All those people killed. Do you know there was a second vehicle? Dozens and dozens of illegal immigrants pouring across the border at the Biden administration's invitation. That and much more to come. Armstrong and Getty. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said yesterday that states will now receive 2.8 million doses of the newly approved Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is great. But the question was about airstrikes in Syria. <laughs> um, Joe Biden, I read this yesterday and it's extraordinary. However long he's been president now, he's not had a full press conference. It's the longest a president has gone after taking office without having a full press conference in over a hundred years. Wow. Wow. Are you hearing the media start to make noise about that? No. That's a shock. Oh, speaking of Biden's accessibility, this was an unintentionally funny slash sad incident yesterday. Makes me think my prediction of him serving two years in one day is even more likely. Roll clip 40 for us, Sean. So I want to thank you all. I really mean it from the bottom. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. Audio fades. Graphic comes up on screen, and the event ends. Ah, uh, wow. What happened there? I'm happy to take questions if it's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, what am I supposed to do, Nance? Um... And then they just cut it off. <laughs> Holy crap. That's the leader of the free world. I know what you would think if this was a Soviet premiere in the 70s. 
You that's think that that's they were my hot. granddad on a Zoom call right You there. would think the government was trying to hide the fact, and they're trying to prop them up and make them seem like they're still in charge and hide the fact that they're not. Right. I mean, that was Bob Hope. Like, in the last couple of years, he did those Christmas specials, which was just sad. That's not a shot at the great Bob Hope. That's a shot at the networks who were dragging him out and propping him up. Play that again, Sean. So I want to thank you all. I really mean it. From the bottom, I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. I want some milk. Do you think he wandered off the stage and they had to cover it up? Is that what happened? No, I think Nance in the background said, uh, no, I don't think we'll be taking any questions, sir. It's time for your afternoon milk. That combined with the fact that he hasn't had a press conference, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I do know. I know for I, how much you want to bet. You you name the figure. I will bet you Joe Biden doesn't go past two years in a day in his term because he's losing it. Really? And that, if you're not familiar with the constitutional program, blah, 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 uh, that way Kamala could serve out the last two years minus a day, then run twice more, okay. except <laughs> that she will never get elected anything because she's a repugnant character. <laughs> On the other hand, they might as well run it up the uh, the flagpole. Well, uh, she's utterly soulless. She has no principles. Come on now. Yeah. Next yeah. hour, we'll do this story. the The insta famous always pan is not worth the hype. I had not even heard about the insta insta famous always pan, but it's not worth the hype. As opposed to the air fryer, which is worth worth the hype. We did that story a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Hey, Positive Sean, we made uh, chicken nuggets the other day, like uh, breaded and everything. Judy uh-huh, made them. Uh-huh. We made them. I watched her. <laughs> you ate them. You ate them. Yeah, yeah. that's they, part of the process. Well, it's a critical part of the process. They were delicious, crispy and delicious. So have you come back around to the side of it's not just a toaster oven? Because you were mocking it as just a toaster oven. Before. No, I'm sorry, sir. I was mocking it as just a convection oven. Okay. I still don't know what that means. Is. <laughs> it's just a regular oven? So then well, why, no, why, why, why does a person get one? It actually, it's like a super convection oven. It, it circulates super hot air around the thingy to crisp mm. it up. But it's yummy. That's, I'm not returning it. That's the exact sort of thing I need. Can't believe I haven't bought one yet. What'd you pay for yours, Sean? Uh, like 110, I think, something like that. Maybe, maybe 90, 110, somewhere in that range. Our, uh, our toaster oven, to cite the technical term, had crapped out. And so we were. <laughs> We were re- replacing a critical piece of infrastructure, so we spent considerably more than that. But I'm also a man of means. But she, you're, you, you, okay. Well, I'll have to get one of those. So how San Francisco is this story? This is actually not the first time this very thing has happened. KPIX 5 is the channel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Allergy time of year. Uh, a KPIX 5 reporter was investigating a series of auto break-ins around Twin Peaks in San Francisco. He's there uh, with his uh, camera person. He's reporting on it. Just You can't own a car in San Francisco anymore unless you have a padlocked garage. It will get smashed into. Everything will be taken. Even if there's nothing, the junkies will rummage through it. So you might as well leave your windows open. Anyway, this uh, reporter, Don Ford, was on the story Tuesday preparing to interview nearby homeowners when a white luxury sedan with four men inside pulled up. I'm quoting Ford, the car came up while we were about to do an interview. Three guys jump out. One had a gun, put it in my face, and said, we're taking the camera. Took less than a minute. My whole thought at the moment was, be calm. Let's not get this guy excited. He's got the gun. I don't. So you take the camera. It's yours, buddy. So there he is, reporting on crime, and he gets his camera robbed. Welcome to San Francisco. Wow. Progressive utopian experiment in progress. Wow. 
So then what did they do? Just go back, go back to the station? Can we get Call another the cops? camera? The cops said, yeah, of course you got robbed. Click. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've heard from, well, your brother and other people who have been robbed in San Francisco that that's kind of a waste right. of time. So, right. Yeah, indeed. In did fact, a criminal the, uh, grabbed a camera and filed a live report, basically? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. He went ahead and finished the report. I can confirm that crime <laughs> is up. Crime is rampant in this neighborhood, Jim. Back to you. <clears throat> the uh, board of the local area had uh, closed some of the streets to try to cut down on crime. So they're closing streets, and reporters who report on the crime are robbed. This is your progressive utopia. Welcome to it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's one word for it. Oh, do we have time for this just real briefly? They're still trying to figure out what caused that horrific crash with the Ford Expedition crammed with 25 illegal How do you get 25 people in a Ford Expedition? I just can't even imagine how you do that. You take out the seats and you just jam them in like they're worse than cattle. Uh, And there was another vehicle crammed with, uh, where is that number? It's somewhere in the teens, they think. Uh, another uh, SUV that had gone through the same hole in the wall. They'd broken a hole through the wall and started driving SUVs through it. But don't worry, Joe Biden's not going to fix the wall or, or continue any of the uh, wall building because that's racist or something. But uh, anyway, that other SUV that didn't get crushed, it burst into flames, and everybody fled successfully. But there could have been dozens of people dead because the word has gone out. It's time to come in. ABC News, the, the, the evening news, did a big feature on how bad things are at the border. I was happy to see that. Um, tide might be turning on recognizing that. They, they did a, geez, a long segment on, you, you can just see people trying to cross the border everywhere. You look this way, you look that way. It's just a constant flow of people right now. Armstrong and Getty.